Wait a minute, I hear something. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie, where we're going to ease on down, ease on down the road. Uh, I'm your host, Rick, and I talk about these movies while I'm driving back and forth from wherever I'm going, usually to work, Um, and wanted to jump in here and talk about this one. First time watch for me, All Hallows' Eve from 2013. This movie's 10 years old. It's a horror thriller anthology, if you want to place it in that category. Um, obviously, this is the, the movie that sets up the Terrifier movies, right? Uh, which I'll possibly even follow up with this just to complete it. Um, but yeah, I haven't checked this one out. And I can already tell you, just by looking through here at the notes... Um, our uh, our synopsis is not even close <laughs> to what this movie is. I'm going to read the synopsis, but I'm going to tell you it's not right. <laughs> here's, here's what it says. For generations, a woman's mother's family has passed down an old amulet and the power of a witch to one girl on her 18th birthday. This time, it's her turn. What? Did we just get the synopsis for Teen Witch? I mean, what's, <laughs> what's going on here? Uh, obviously, that is not the uh, the synopsis. Uh, but I had to read it because I saw it and I was like, what is this crap, right? Let's see here. Uh, directed by Damien Le- uh, Leon or Leone. Take your pick. Um course we already know what movies he's made and pretty much all tie into this one you got terrifier terrifier 2 all hallows eve you got terrifier 3 it's gonna come out uh all hallows eve 2 so he's just running the gamut on uh hey what do we got here frankenstein versus the mummy from 2015 hmm how about that anywho um Let's do some uh, why to watch. Wait, we really need to find an an, uh, a synopsis of some sort. Um, not that it matters. I mean, if you've seen this, you already know. But the synopsis of this movie, without me seeing one, just making one up. Um, it's Halloween, and it, and some kids went trick or treating, and they're at, at uh, back at their house with the babysitter till the parents get home, and. and one of the kids dumps out its candy, and there's a videotape in there. Now, this is 2013, and we're given a videotape. That's kind of the first problem I saw with this. I get it. I mean, it'd be different if we said it was an older time or whatever, but people have cell phones and all that, so I don't know. Uh, people are still using landline phones, too, so it's a, it's a weird... Uh, a weird combination of things here where you're like, okay, is it supposed to be older? Is it newer? I don't know. Just some, some loopholes there. Anywho, doesn't matter. 
Uh, but yeah, they start watching the tape and bad things start happening. So there you go. We'll talk about it when we get into it. Why to watch? Well, it's disturbing, terrifying, and horrific. Just in case you didn't know, it got a 5.1 out of 10. Eh, that's probably about right. All Hallows Eve is a fantastic Halloween-themed horror film and an outstanding entry into the anthology subgenre. Yeah, it sounds like you're just throwing around a bunch of big words for no reason. Southern says, in terms of mood, it's worth a watch. More grime, good editing, and practical effects uh, than a lot of films of its budget. Yeah, I'll kind of go with that. It says, another one says, uh, overall, All Hallows' Eve overcomes its weaknesses by putting forth a solid anthology for your Halloween viewing pleasure. Uh, solid anthology? I don't know about that. Um, they do uh, use Art the Clown, which is obviously what this all leads to eventually, as kind of your bookend, right? It's the thing that's tying all these stories together, which kind of works, kind of doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> but um, as far as a cast, nobody major to really talk about. You got Katie McGuire in this. Um, kind of plays in all these movies, so uh, I don't know what else she's really been in. But um, I don't know. Nobody to really talk about here. I mean, we do get Mike Giannielli. G Giannielli. Mike Giannielli is Art the Clown. Art the Clown. Yes. And, um, you know, it's, uh, there's things I really like about this movie. Then there's things I'm like, that's what you came up with? You know, your first story, like I said, it's the kids, uh, the little boys all end up, you know, watching spooky movies. They're watching Night of the Living Dead, the original. And, you know, they empty out the candy, like I said, and they find the videotape. They pop the tape in. Uh, the babysitter does not want them to watch it, so she tries to screen it first, makes them leave the room. And then it kicks on, and there's like, this it's like the the first part is like barbarian uh, when it kind of gets rolling uh, you start off with uh, these scenes of the, these like under tunnel things and stuff then it cuts to art sitting in, in like an uh, like a station or something with this girl and he hands her a flower and there's bugging it or whatever and he starts chasing her she gets caught and then it goes back to this barbarian setting right with the, the, the underground dwelling thing and and she wakes up and there's other girls down there that's been captured and you know you're kind of doing the kind of mongoloid thing here the Jason Voorhees you know, deformed guy with overalls that we've seen a hundred times. You know, it's that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of eh. And, 
Then it goes to the girl gets away and runs into this person with a cloak on, and they've got like a bird head. <laughs> and then it just turns into this uh, satanic ritual thing. It's it's very Rosemary's Baby. You know, I, and this is all being seen on the videotape, which is all fine and dandy, I guess, except for the fact of why is the videotape not shot like reality stuff, right? Because you get, and, and this is just me nitpicking, right? Because it, it's you're getting multiple angles, you're getting all these things that you wouldn't get if this is an actual videotape of somebody videotaping stuff they did. You know, it's not it's not gritty enough. About halfway through the movie, it changes and becomes gritty, and then it's like they tried too hard to change it up and give it a different look, because they tried to use the, like, 16-millimeter kind of look, where it's grainy and all this stuff, which is really kind of unnecessary. I don't know. There's things like that that really make this movie just kind of bounce back and forth that just kind of take me out of it. But you do have art tying it all together. Uh, after the, uh, the, uh, sacrifice thing, like I said, the Rosemary's Baby, big demon head guy kind of thing, you go to, uh, thanks, the sun is just, sun is bright, sorry, um, <laughs> where was I at? You get this, uh, lady in her house and they've just moved into the house and her husband's an artist and he's drawn this face ever since they moved into the house and of course you don't see what it is through the majority of it and weird things start happening in the house the lights start flickering all this stuff because you start thinking it's gonna be like a haunted house kind of thing nope it's an alien and it's a just a dude in an alien suit. It it, it it didn't look anything really like an alien. Except you're just supposed to think it's an alien. So, uh, I don't know. You're just like... You, you had something going here, and this is what you come up with, was it being a, an alien. Kind of weak. Kind of weak. Um, but at the end of that segment... She's struggling with the, the alien. The alien's pulling her, and she grabs the, the blanket that's covering up this picture that her husband's painted, pulls it off, and guess who it is? That's right. It's a picture of Art the Clown that her husband has drawn from, I don't know, he just says he's seen this picture in his dream. So again, you're taking Art and tying all this stuff together. And then the third part is what I was just talking about, where a lady is driving a car. She needs some gas. She stops at a gas station, and... Art the Clown comes out of the bathroom and the, the gas attendant is yelling at him to, to leave and get out of here and all this stuff. And he's being nice to the girl, trying to give her directions. He goes inside to get a, an ink pen so he can write in instructions for her to go. She hears something. She goes inside and Art's in there cutting dude's head off with a... What has he got? It's just a... Just a saw, I think. Yeah. Yep, and, you know, pretty good effect. You, the, the thing about art is 
he, he pulls out Marcel Marceau on us, right? If you don't know who that is, one of the most famous mimes, right? So Art's got too much mime on his hands because he doesn't make a sound, which, you know, can make him kind of creepy. But because we don't really have a backstory or anything, it's really hard to place what's his deal, right? Because, you know, and I know a lot of people like it, and I get it, he's creepy. But what's the reasoning and, and what's the thing here? Because he's not just a dude, which I think would be scarier if it's just a dude dressing up like a clown and killing people. I mean, I, I tend to gravitate more in that direction than he's almost more of an entity like Freddy Krueger. And I just don't know that that works because why would, why would a guy dressed up in a clown outfit be something that can just crawl up through the dirt or come through a TV screen? You know, I don't know, man. I... I I want him to just be a crazy serial killer, and it's, I don't know, it's, they're trying too hard to make him to be something else. But anyways, you may like him. That's totally fine. I get it. It's just a little too much because he's that, you know, you've got this whole scenario where the girl is trying to drive away now from the gas station, and she'll be driving, and he just pops up down the road holding a sign just like Creep Show 2, thanks for the ride, lady. It's that kind of thing, except... He don't say anything. He's just holding up a sign. And she makes a phone call trying to call the police whoever, saying, hey, there's been a murder. I need help, yada, yada, yada. And again, it, it, it flashes back to let you know that the babysitter is watching this on the TV. The kids have gone to bed, and she's now sucked in, right? I mean, she's all wrapped up into watching this stuff. And... This woman's calling, can't get anybody. She sees a car on the side of the road. She pulls over on the side of the road and opens the car door. And this body is there and it's been mutilated. Its hands are missing. And obviously, I guess, Art has got a hold of them. So that's what I mean. It just, it kind of jumps to things of why would there be a person down the road in a car on the side of the road that's face has been mangled and their hands have been cut off and you just leave them there. I don't know. It, 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 it's a little too wishy-washy for me. Um, eventually, Art catches up with her, and uh, she ends up having a... Well, she actually jumps in a car with somebody else. Art gets in a car, pulls up to the guy, and shoots. And shoots him in the head and kills him. Causes a car wreck. Takes the girl back to his place and does a lot of mutilation on her. And that's kind of where this thing ends. Except for the other part of the wraparound where you heard me say a while ago he can come through the TV screen. So he sees the babysitter watching this and comes through the TV, right? And yeah, I'll leave it there. That's enough. There's there's some other things that happen there that you may want to check out. I, I don't know. I, I, just, I, I have a problem with that aspect of him. And this is my introduction to art. I haven't really watched any of the other stuff yet because I wanted to kind of go back and, and, and do it right. And I just don't know, man. I, I, I appreciate him being the serial killer and using a hacksaw and, you know, cutting the dude's head off and he's putting the labor into it and 
you know, the creepy clown thing, everybody's scared of clowns. So, I mean, all that stuff works, but him being able to just dig himself up through the ground wherever you are and show up or come through a TV or, I don't know, man. I just, I don't like that aspect of it. If somebody could do all that, why would they cut somebody's head off with a hacksaw? That's just kind of my point, right? Obviously, if you're supernatural, you don't even have to use a, a weapon of any kind. You can just ram your hands through them or something. I, I don't know. It just, it's kind of like the same problem I have with Jeepers Creepers. I was all into that movie until he got ran over and a wing popped out. And I'm like, why would this guy be driving a truck if he could fly? I mean, it's, I don't know. It just took me out of it. Anywho, that's kind of where I am on this one. It's okay. You know, it's just okay for me. The alien thing really just made me go, uh, no. Rest of it I was kind of into. It was okay. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess for a low-budget attempt, a first attempt, it's not bad. It's not bad. But mm, nothing to really write home about. And art does have the potential. But just not crazy about what I saw. So there you go. I'm going to give... I, I'm actually going to give this a two out of five because I just I don't know it just it was just all right you know and that's my thoughts on this one I may have just made you very upset and that's totally fine you like what you like but you got to remember I'm old school there's not a lot that I haven't seen already so I, I, that's always that thing for me is show me something I haven't seen. That, that I can buy into, right? I just can't buy into the supernatural clown. I just can't. It just don't work for me. Anywho, that's it for this episode, folks. Uh, if you've got recommendations, make sure you let me know. Be glad to tackle them. Until then, we will check you next time.